Welcome to the AAA NFT podcast, all about affordable NFTs, bringing you from zero to 60 in the non-fungible token world without breaking the bank, with your hosts, Andrew, aka Rantum, and George from Mostly Stable on Zed Run, who will help you navigate new projects, interview expert guests, and explore NFT trends. So whether you're on your first or 50th NFT, we're going to have something for you. And as a quick note, we are not, I repeat, not financial advisors and nothing in this podcast should be taken as investment advice. Alrighty, disclaimer over, let's get to it. Today on All About Affordable NFTs, we finally get to talk about Coinbase NFT time. It is time to speculate. I'm so excited. Your mic is not on. All right. Well, we have been talking about it. We already, I feel like, and now we finally get to to talk about it with a little more substance. Coinbase NFT has launched, at least in beta. What does it all mean, Basil? What does it actually mean? It's launched. That means we can all get access, right, Andrew? Like we can log in right now and start using it, right? Not exactly. Yeah. Oh, no. I'm not clear how many people actually have access to this. I like, small as 100 people, which may be ridiculous. If, if it's that, then they really got to clean up the spam. They can literally just... Who's uh, hey, on this? Stop it. Stop <laughs> it, John. You're the only John on the platform. Stop it. Well, anyway, I think that it, it's obviously big news and it came on on April 20th, you know, on a date that there are many other, I don't know, NFT shenanigans, I launching all sorts of projects themed for the day. And I'm not sure why Coinbase uh, <laughs> did it that day, but they did uh, seem to wait maybe for the... Uh, you know, I'm sure they were doing some regulatory issues. Oh, yeah. Also, pretty official why they had to use that date. But, well, no, I'm saying I'm sure there were some things going on behind the scenes. And then you do wonder if uh, maybe their crypto experience led them launching that post NF, I mean, post uh, US tax deadline time. I mean, they do know how that uh, tends to affect the crypto markets. Yeah, that's right. I mean, frankly, it didn't obviously moves a lot of money around. It usually causes a lot of sell-offs in equities and that probably extends to NFT markets as well. So like we're finally through this sort of terrifying, annoying wait and see tax time. So maybe this is like kicking off a, a new start, but we'll get to some more of like the speculation on what we can tell because neither one of us happened to count. The other big thing that happened in the last week and we were talking about it. Oh man, this was big. Moonbirds. Moonbirds. We thought it, it would be moved. big. Right. <laughs> we thought it would be big and somehow it was bigger. So I'm just going to like, this is a Kevin Rose project coming out of the Proof Collective and the Proof Podcast. And, you know, there's, you know, it's a utility. It's a utility token, gives you access and they're going to build a, it, it's, it's copy paste a roadmap. Like we'll have a metaverse, we'll have a thing, except it's being done by somebody who was the founder of Big, who's used to executing, who's built up an audience of whales. So it's, it's ridiculous. Can you give us some numbers? Because I'm just using abstract. Can you put it in context in terms of how big this launch was? Right. So I guess we should start by saying this minted at two and a half ETH. And it was a, yeah, I think we mentioned this um, previously, but it was a raffle only uh, whitelist. So I don't know how many entrants they had, but you know, if you were on that, it was like winning a lottery spot because they immediately were going for 80 ETH or so. I think nine ETH by the, was the lowest floor that I saw. And at that point, I 
I thought that maybe that was a little overvalued and thought I would have a chance to get in at a lower price. And they just kept on climbing. They've done, let's see, the first four days, they set a new OpenSea record with over 240 million traded. The initial, I should say, the initial sale brought in about 78 million directly. So that's, that's certainly going to get the attention of other, other people with maybe the following or, or network that someone like Kevin Rose has and the experience that someone like that has. I'm sure they will look at that 78 million raised in, you know, a matter in a very short period of time, you know, as, as we know, that was, there's a lot of build up to that, but that is an impressive amount. And now they've got 240 million traded. They are taking in, I believe, I believe it's a seven and a half percent cut of the, of these, of each sale there. So I thought they were taking five. Oh my. I believe it's seven and a half. Let's see. So I, I could be wrong, but let's see that, you know, even at the, so I guess we're at about 18 million. They've taken in at seven and a half percent, um, 240 million. Although I believe that I've looked at a number just recently and it's, they've done a, a good number uh, a good number more than that. I believe it's up over maybe 450 million now first five days. So we're talking about crazy numbers. It's, it, I don't know. It's, it's done much more than I, I anticipated. As I said, you know, I do feel like that train has left the boat at this point, but the boat left the station at this point for me. And I missed that one, unfortunately, you know, but I do think, you know, it's hard, it, it's hard to hard to uh, surmise that this won't influence a lot of other people to launch projects like this. I can't imagine that many will come even close to the success of this project, but you know, you can, there's a lot of wiggle room in there to do quite well without getting to a 38th floor. Yeah. Look, we're going to dive into a lot of the implications of this. You know, we were, we were both sort of like we had parked some ETH and I think we both have, a, I had a reservation price. I'll, I'll say my reservation price was five ETH. Had those things gotten to five ETH, I would have pulled the trigger. And it was, I just feel so frustrated that it was like, I knew it was coming. I knew it was going to be big. I knew it would be like worthwhile investment, but I like looking at it, I can't be angry for not like blindly pulling the trigger at eight ETH. Like I can't, I can't afford it, but like that's, we're talking about a massive investment in a startup company, right? In essence, that has been around for, a year like the proof collective has been around for you I, we can get into it but i don't know i was i was frustrated because i really wanted to to get one i felt like i'd followed the project prior i knew about it doesn't matter it really doesn't matter so yeah that train left and i i'll just be ah, i'll save it for the next episode I'll yeah save it for the next episode. yeah well it's uh yeah it's impressive so yeah, we will have to talk about that some more, get into what this means. You know, there's a lot going on still, you know, at this point, we've just seen that floor climb. And of course, we'll keep, keep watching where it goes, um, because I think it does have a lot of implications for the NFT marketplace, you know, or the NFT market as a whole moving forward. A small one here, the Sandbox gears up to raise 400 million at a 4 billion valuation. That's right. Strikes me as a lot of money. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm gearing up for that too. Does this mean they have someone ready to, to give them that money? I mean, that, that is a, that's a big valuation. I feel like it's a sandbox has been somewhat overlooked recently. It seems after with NFT world sort of taking over that voxel way building in the, I don't know, with sort of a gaming aspect to it, but, but clearly they're, well, they're still at least attempting to get 400 million. That would be a, an impressive raise. Yeah. 
All right. I say we jump into an affordable project. You found us something interesting. I'm excited. I know nothing about this thing. And I, I hope you don't, pro well, we'll see. I hope you don't get me to buy another thing. But right now, just full disclosure, I don't own any of these things. Do you own any of these ferocious? I do. No. Yeah. So this is, so it's called Fuel World. It's Fuel Paint Drops. Uh, Fuocious is a young NFT artist. I believe he got started in NFT art last year, 17 years old. 18 now does a lot of, I mean, he does a lot of paintings, including in real life painting projects where people can even kind of participate in some of the paintings, a very influential artist. I think he's an artist that will, will sort of help, will, will help bring a lot of people into the space. He's got quite a following and as an artist really seems to influence people to want to, uh, want to interact with the pieces. So this. This paint drop was actually a nifty gateway, which I'm sure George, uh, you know, won't like, but it was a, let's see, it was an open edition originally. And each paint drop was 1000, uh, was $1,000. There are paint drops that, so there's paint drops that are multiple drops within them. So if somebody had bought maybe three at the, at the nifty gateway auction, they were then minted into a single NFT that then contains three paint drops. So if you look at the collection, you'll see different paint drop sizes. Most of them are, are of course, just one uh, single paint drop. The total collection is about 7,300 pieces. So that includes all of the, the different large, uh, larger size paint drops that were uh, minted in the NFT pro or in the, in the uh, original open edition collection, <clears throat> excuse me. So the, they are going to be part of a fuel world. There's not a ton of details on what that exactly means at this point, but they, the, the paint and the amount of paint in your drop will sort of be, will determine how valuable it is within the world can be redeemed for different, different things within the world. He does a lot of clothing has had a lot of like shoes, done some drops with artifact, uh, a company we've mentioned in the past and it's now owned by Nike. So I would imagine there'll be some opportunities to redeem for different pieces, maybe to combine these pieces. So I think this is a longer term hold. The floor is around 0.4 ETH right now, which let's see today's prices. Let's see how much that is over the, over the original mint price. What have we got here? So yeah, we're just, a yeah, looks like 1300 or so. So it's a little bit over the floor. I've seen some, some people buying them in bigger batches, but you know, I think you can be patient and, and be able to pick them up for not much over the mint price. And I think it is one that would be a longer term hold, good to get exposure to a young artist. And I think it'll be an interesting project. The fuel world that is, you know, whatever that is launched, you know, have to stay abreast of the, the info there, info there, but could be interesting to see what he does with that. Yeah, it seems like there's also um, an access element to this as well. If you go to that site, fuelworld.io. So this is like their, his, their first generative. And it's definitely like talking about, you know, giving access to future potential drops, unlock things in Fuel World, including Canvas and Fuels. So like definitely not just a PFP, I would say. The art looks kind of cool. And yeah, I mean... Betting on young artists and, you know, sort of first community level is interesting. It's a little pricey for, for affordable. And I always like, you, you joked, you're like, oh boy, it's from Nifty Gateway. Like, yes, Nifty Gateway, ha I have some issues with it. 
but it's great for on-ramping. It is great for pulling in new artists. And also recently I realized, I didn't know this before, that they actually found, like they convinced people <laughs> to do NFT. I, I did not know that actually. That's so. And so they've, they've certainly brought, that, that's certainly a win for the NFT industry in general. I mean, it's hard to imagine that that everything that has happened this past year would have happened without people's with, I don't say, I mean, not certain things would have happened. He certainly helped bring a lot of attention to the industry and a lot more money into it. Correct. I think he accelerated the sort of Christie's level game for sure. Yeah. Which then sort of imbued the rest of the artists, capital A, that were working for a long time originally in the medium, also that lift. So again, I, I will say, uh, just, just to come back to the statement though, uh, when I look at a piece that I saw an open edition mint on Nifty, it means it saturated the market of people that valued the thing at X price. And we've even seen that with our own, you know, holdings in uh, our X copy pieces, which are like oscillating above and below mint price right now. And that's fine. So that is just stuck firmly in the back of my mind of like, this was an open edition probably for 10 minutes and and it saturated the market. Now, the floor does seem to be holding in and around this point here. So like that post, like it looks like it dropped on on April 6th and it did have a little peak trough kind of game there. So take a look at it and uh, remember like, go back and listen to one of our thin versus thick floors on this, but this is it's relatively... One other note I would look at if I were get it, if I were uh, advising someone to get one of these, look at the doodle count. There is some rarity there. And sometimes you can find most of the one paint drops are a single doodle count. And I don't know how much this will matter, but the, there, the two doodle counts are much rarer and are often sort of hidden in there at the floor price, despite being much rarer. So I think there is an opportunity to maybe pick those up when people don't quite realize that there is a difference between them, you know, and it may not mean anything in the fuel world, but it could. And I certainly, and I think it could at least help in a, when selling it, once people start realizing there is a, a, a different level of rarity to those. Oh, this is awesome. Good job bringing this up. I'm definitely going to look at it. And again, just shout out like when I'm going to look at it, I'm not sure. Yeah, but I like that it's not just a PFP. I'm looking for things with utility. I'm looking for artists, capital A, that are going to be in the game and build up uh, a style and brand. And yes, uh, I definitely have heard Fuochus come up a bit. I'm also going to use the Wagby tool to like do exactly what you said. Look for the, what's called a trait gap delta and looking at the trait gap deltas. So it basically means there's like a whole bunch of mini floors based on all of these silly traits. Some of them don't mean anything and some of them actually mean that you can find something that has a high delta, right? You want that large difference between like where it's listed at the low versus the, the next highest price, which can get a little jumped up when you have a ton of traits, but it's worth taking a look at. So just sort of sharing a bit more of like what it means when you kind of look at a project because each one, you know, is unique and we could spend forever on it. But thank you for bringing that to us. Very interesting. All right, well, let's move on because we finally get to talk about Coinbase and FT Marketplace. I was this was like announced a year ago. They the chatter around this, no, right? I believe it was. I think it was no a year in crypto time. Five, you know, six months exactly. That oh, man, that's 
it's a long time ago. You know, we've had, we've had multiple seasons. There was a, you know, bear market in December, you know, and then we had the rally in January and then we had another bear market and another rally. And I don't know what we're at now, but ah, it moves fast. So we've got a few cycles here since this launched. It is, as we mentioned, it's a beta. So we haven't actually gotten to list or, you know, use it directly, but you can uh, actually use the, you can go on to it. Anyone can go on to the, to the site and try out certain aspects of it. So yeah, what's your, what's your impression, George? A bunch of things. One, anybody can go to nft.coinbase.com and I'd encourage you to go there and click on the things. There's a lot that I feel like I can intuit by looking at the UX decisions. And, and so some of, some of these pieces are, there's a, a discover section, right? Where they're trying to use this as an editorial, very clearly an editorial driven kind of thing, but also there's gonna be like a for you section. So that maybe they're gonna curate NFTs based on what's in your wallet, as well as trending collections. And then there's a very interesting accounts to follow. And that really speaks to the social second, because this is a platform for a social second type of utility. And it's much more of kind of like an Instagram vibe meets OpenSea, which is very interesting. My mind immediately goes to the way that, you know, if you use Venmo, it made PayPal social. And suddenly you have this like funny feed of like, oh, so-and-so paid them for, you know, gambling or beers, what have you. This seems very clear that because they have this like little ad button, this like add up, add to follow for, you know, they got the blue check marks even. <laughs> they even have the blue check marks. So I think you see a much stronger profile first type of imagery, which means they're associating and bringing in NFTs as the primary medium of sort of the social posts. Yeah, I agree. This is, it, it seems very social, uh, I wouldn't say social, maybe first, but social forward and much, I mean, th it's something that people have maybe, uh, I don't know, some people ask for an open sea, you know, and then I think a lot of people are also wary of opening it up to, to the, the opening up these social aspects because I mean, as we've seen on, on Twitter and, and even in emails, there's certainly a lot of potential for, for for deceitful links. That being said, you know, if they're ready to actually monitor and, 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 and you know, clean up what is posted on their uh, marketplace, you know, I think it could be a very interesting feature to add in here. And, you know, obviously we've seen that Instagram is quite successful by they let people share pictures and comment on them. So, I, you know, adding some of that into the NFT world, that's just so visual as it is, um, could certainly be I do think it's interesting that despite the, the sort of social forward part of this, that it's, there's a lot of, from what I've seen, there are complaints about people registering accounts without any sort of verification or account names without any verification. So you've had in certain instances, some sort of web, I'm sorry, some sort of NFT Twitter personalities being um, faked on the NF, uh, on the Coinbase platform. And those names outside in one case of the name being held for, you know, held for some, you know, ransom type of price. And, you know, that's a little disappointing that there wouldn't be a little bit more engagement with the current community. I mean, it's, it's not that hard to go in and find who are some of the big influencers in NFT Twitter and, you know, and in various other places. And at least make sure that those people are verified on the, on the platform, because I think that would go a long way to helping people have more security on the, 
on the platform in general. The mistakes are going to be made. I think it's really smart, albeit frustrating that there's a limited number uh, of people in here, because frankly, if, if something is wrong with the contract, something is wrong with the listing, they probably want to figure it out in a small contained environment rather than 3.7 million, over 4 million now, probably on this wait list. It's just, yeah, that's you know, what I've heard. I've wow. heard over 4 million. So yeah, it'll, you know, it's hard to imagine that they can, you know, how they will be able to monitor comments in a, in a way that, I don't know, in a way that keeps users safe. So I'm wary of, of how that works out. You know, we've seen how, how hard it is to kind of monitor what, what links are being posted around on social sites on many other occasions. And, you know, although 4 million um, is nothing compared to those networks. That's still a lot of people that could be posting and, and very difficult for one platform to to fully monitor, I believe. Yeah, I would say the overall UX is beautiful. It's clean. It is uh, very visual. Obviously, the point of it is to get out of the way of the beautiful, <laughs> weird, bizarre art that you have. And so I, I'm impressed really with just how clean this is. Maybe that's to a fault as you may miss some of the features you are used to in terms of being able to dial into a project, but it is really accessible, I'd say, which is what you need for that larger adoption. Because I'll be honest, even still with all the OpenSea updates, it's still very Wild West and easy to make mistakes. Oh, also there's comments. Did you see this on individual... Yeah, so that's part of what I was referring to, the comments. comments that are being left there. So I've seen a lot of negative comments being left with other people's real names. And that's, you know, that's a little, I don't think that's a great user experience for anyone. So, you know, I, that's what I would hope would get cleaned up in some ways. But yeah, like you said, it is, it's, it's very visually pre uh, pleasing. I do like that there is some, um, I don't know, curation to this. It's not completely, you know, not any contract will just automatically be listed here. At least that's what I've understood. But man, looking through the comments, it's it's a lot of junk in there. So we'll see if that can, you know, how much that adds to it, and it, you know, if that gets to a point that it's not. I don't know. I'm, I'm not sure what they'll be used for. I'm not sure if the, if there's a lot that it can that can be positive out of that for these NFT collections. That I don't know. It's, it's not like you're looking at one piece of art that needs to be criticized. Yeah, I know, obviously, like everyone's trying to pump their own bags and, you know, go about unleashing their discord armies on you know this or that. So it's definitely something that's going to be manipulated quite a bit because there's both social and financial incentives in play. And also remember the internet. I'm trying to think, you know, my first approach here was to kind of browse through this shop section and just get a feel for what's getting posted. And frankly, like, what is at the front door, right? Like, so I look at that front door and trying to figure out what are people going to be driven toward potentially as like, oh, what makes sense for my like first purchase? As in like, what will potentially benefit from a reasonable floor for a good project that is listed here? Um, and I'm having a hard time kind of getting that because I get trending collections, which is just not helpful. It's like, yeah, okay, go buy a Moonbird. And like, that's not what people are going to do go to shop. And one of the things I did is like, look at price lowest. I could imagine people doing that because there's limited numbers of features. So that'll say like, okay. And I'm trying to look for anything of quality in this like lowest list NFT, because again, this many people wander into a new store, they have access to capital. Like 
what they're going to do is shop this. So I'm trying to figure out if there's an angle on analyzing the UX and what's listed and picking up any of these projects. I haven't found any alpha yet. I might have some in the next podcast, but I'm, I'm looking around. What do you think? Well, yeah, I guess there is something there. You know, I don't know how much the, you know, how much the collection or, you know, what's offered on the platform will change as they evolve and as they start letting new people in. You know, we obviously haven't heard much about the plans of actually opening up the marketplace to more users. So we don't know, you know, at this point, I would imagine um, it's a pretty small amount of volume that's being done on the platform. You know, that's, that's going to change, you know, as we mentioned in the past, you know, there's a Coinbase effect to tokens. And then we've, we've talked about how that can happen with NFTs as well. And, you know, the idea is just more exposure to, to more users is generally very positive for, for a token, for a NFT collection, especially one that is already doing well. So I think that that's. You know, we're going to, I think it is worth watching what happens here. You know, I think it may be somewhat early to start making our, our plans of which projects may, may be featured once they open it up to more people because we really don't know that part yet. Yeah, we really don't. I'm really interested in this sort of discovery though. There's something here and this for you, I don't think should be sort of overlooked. I'm talking about nft.coinbase.com slash discover. The discovery element, because so what is this, what is at the top of for you, um, for the for you discovery page right now? I'm just curious or what are some Oh, for me right now, cold blooded creeps. Okay. I'm just, I mean, I imagine this is a personalized, um, feed here. I don't know how, daily. because I'm not signed in, but it seems to like, it, it's like changed. That's true. Yeah. That's a, that's a good point. I'm not signed in either. So I don't have a wallet in here. Then I see a doodles. Then I see a psychedelic. This doesn't seem personalized to me at all. No. Just big projects. But so here's what I'll say. Why that's interesting to me is because there are more individual NFTs listed on OpenSea than there are. I've heard this like pages on the internet, right? Websites on the internet because it has proliferated so much. So that means that discovery is sort of this huge opportunity. And like, I'm wondering, is this going to be algorithmically generated, editorially driven based on my price range, based on what interests? And, you know, it's similar to the way many, I think, artists have found potential success because they are, you know, in an EDM category that gets picked up and they get added to playlists. And so paying attention to how this sort of curates, not just at an individual level, but macro, it may be like, this is like the, the front page of AOL.com when you land on it and may actually carry some, some influence there. So again, I don't have the, I don't have the next tech action, but this is like what I'm seeing when I look at the, the page and potentially extrapolating about what 3.74 million users are going to do when they wander in is what the heck should I buy? Like what here is interesting to me? Right. I, th I think one thing that's important to, to take into consideration is kind of the level of user that will be coming in here. You know, we're not mm. as much talking about the early adopter, the, the, the person that's as willing to put up with, with some of the technical challenges, you know, I think they're trying to overcome that. I don't feel like there's going to be a whole lot of, I think there's multiple um, chains listed on here eventually, and it's not going to be a whole lot of impetus on the user to figure out the technical challenges. It definitely feels like it's made to make it easy, much like Coinbase has made crypto easy for someone to just connect their bank account, put some money into a token. You know, now I don't know how many tokens are on there. It used to be 
a very small number to make it simple, you know, but I think that's kind of the approach that they're going to take here, make it relatively simple to get started, making it, make it friendly, make it for the, that next, that next wave of adopters that are curious, but somewhat hesitant right now. And it's, it is a very different, I'd say it's a different user mindset than, than the average OpenSea user. OpenSea users are, are, you know, have been more willing to take those risks and are on these, you know, are willing to put up with, with maybe the problems, but this will be a new, you know, it will have a lot of influence where, how they direct attention for people that aren't thinking quite as, quite the same way as other users that maybe are thinking of in the verify, you know, trust, but verify sort of mentality that's more accepted on web three and, and, or sorry, in like the, I don't know, in the open web three than these sort of gated marketplaces. Yeah. I, I'm just, you know, I'm, I'm excited. I wonder how quickly they're going to roll this out. Yeah. Yeah. That, that'll, that'll be interesting. I mean, I'm sure that some of that depends on how it's going and the feedback and, and everything, but yeah, that we've got to watch this now because you figure that it's, we're not going to see those long delays of, you know, something soon and then hearing nothing for, for six weeks at this point. Yeah. Well, they, they're in the game, they're in the game now and it's going to impact the market and it will be bringing in more liquidity, uh, more liquidity to more projects. Yeah. I don't know what it means or in terms of the NFT marketplace, but I do know their, their stock has not been doing well since it's IPO. I believe it's quite low, so I could definitely see them trying to uh, use this to instigate a little bit more action in stock. I, you know, I can't, I have no idea exactly how that would all come into play, but it seems like NFTs are sort of being used as a way to to bring back some of the, the forward thinking growth <laughs> mindedness of investors that has uh, sort of fallen by the wayside recently. Oh my gosh. You're not kidding. Past year, it's down 53%. That's the ouch. 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 Should have just put it in. Yeah. <laughs> you should have actually, instead of the stock gone and bought. Well, the, I don't know, a year ago, you may, you may still be down. I don't know what the price not is. Not 53% though. I can tell you that. No, not that much. All right. I'm, I'm just looking through the show notes. Oh, KYC. I had a note. Uh, know your customer stuff may be in play for some of these projects, though. If you're coming, so here's the game. If you're authenticating and coming from Coinbase, right, and they're managing your wallet, and this is like a managed wallet, it's KYC. They know, the, they, they know your information, and you know that they know that you know, which has tax implications and reporting and just know that going in. However, they also, from a report I heard, are allowing for just connection via MetaMask in the roadmap. Right, you so have to have the Coinbase wallet, right? That's interesting. Right? So that's like, okay, that's, a, that's the, the side door. So part, partially KYC there. And it seems like any projects, you know, once you're in the door, you can kind of be listing stuff. I thought it was going to be much more like curated, but from what the list I just looked at, it seems a lot more open than I realized. And yeah, if you're checking out an individual project, it's, it's nowhere near sort of where you need it to be for filters and, and like understanding like right. what's going on with the pro it's like really feature lacking when it comes to like, what we were just talking about, right? Hey, look at this, you know, filter on the attribute for number of doodles associated with it. Like, no, 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 none of that's there yet, or who knows if it's there or not. And maybe they're going to rely on other pieces. 
And in the back of my mind, you know, just to pump my own bags here, the WAGME tool like comes into, you know, end quite quickly when you're saying like, look, I need something to analyze what's going on. I see there's like interesting things going on on a Coinbase, but I like, I want to check out what's going on with these traits and details. So these third-party tools, I think will have a run-up of interest as well when people realize like, wait a minute, like what is this project actually doing? What are the traits? What are the angles? Who are the holders? And it's also going to drive up, I think, speculation beast on influencers, on the activity of influencers and being able to track whale wallets. And like their moves are just going to be much more tightly associated with, for example, like Elon tweets about buying Twitter and suddenly shit goes wild. Like, look, if punk, punk, you know, X number, whatever, tweets something or now uh, NFT posts something in their feed, I think it's going to be much more about like alerts and people paying attention to it. So there may be a, a greater consolidation around these NFT influencers, which I have an episode theme for that in the future. All right. We'll have to get onto that later. I think we have covered everything on this one, George. We did it. Coinbase NFT. I can't believe we did this episode. I was so happy when it came. Finally. I didn't, I beat, I beat you to it. I was like, ah, <laughs> I posted it in our discord. So. Yeah, join us in Discord. We have conversations about this. You know, tell us where we're right. Tell us where we're wrong. But if you're going to leave a five-star rating, please do it on whatever app you're listening to. If you're going to leave a three-star, like, just leave it in Discord. Just let us know. (laughs) All right, thanks. All right, bye, George. This has been an episode of the AAA NFT podcast, all about affordable NFTs. The episode notes and resources may be found at 3ANFT.com in our show notes. Again, 3ANFT.com. And that reminder, don't bet what you can't afford to lose. Remember, we are not financial advisors and nothing in this podcast should be taken as investment advice. Thanks for joining us. I hope you learned something.